Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hi, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. In this episode of Tax Talk, I wanted to just update people on proposed IRS regulations that relate back to the SECURE Act 1.0 that was effective on January 1, 2020. And I just wanted to give a little guidance, update, and remind people that these are proposed regs. They have not been finalized, but what I've found in the past is most proposed regs do end up coming into existence in uh, some fashion or form of the original document. So let's talk a little bit about what is part of these proposed regs. They are large. They were put out by the IRS in February 2022 this year. But basically what it did was, if you remember back to the SECURE Act, it gave IRA owners the option of staying in their IRA through age 72. Instead of having to take required minimum distributions at 70 and a half, it moved it to 72. So it pushed it out a year and a half, which is great. But what it also did was it introduced this 10-year rule. So beneficiaries of IRAs, and there are some exceptions as the spouse or a disabled person or a minor child, but in general, a beneficiary of an IRA is now required to take out the distribution in full by the 10th year following the year of death. And you are no longer allowed to stretch it, as we call it, over your lifetime. That's what the SECURE Act did in general, and it pushed it, uh, it reduced the amount of time. In other words, the IRS wants to collect their money faster, so you couldn't stretch it out over your lifetime. But now it was 10 years. Now, the IRS, in order to basically come up with more detail around this, they're proposing an even more complex system. And what they're saying is that within the stretch IRA rules, the beneficiaries here now have created two groups regarding distribution. And that's going to be based on whether the decedent, the person who passed away and left you the IRA, had already turned 72 and was taking their required minimum distribution, or they were younger than 72 and hadn't started taking it. So they've now created kind of two subgroups in that 10-year rule. So if the owner of the IRA died on or after their age 72, the beginning of their required minimum distributions, the beneficiaries would be subject to both the 10-year rule and the IRS's regular stretch distribution rules that were in effect on January 1, 2020. So in, in, in essence, if you inherit an IRA and the person had already started taking their required minimum distribution, you now have kind of two things to do. You have the 10-year rule, which says all of it must be out within 10 years. People thought they could wait. You could take some out in year one, two, eight, six, whenever you wanted, but it all has to be out within 10 years. Well, this new proposed reg says in the first nine years, you're going to have a required minimum distribution based on your life. 
So you go to the tables, you have to take out a minimum amount in years one to nine. And then by the end of year 10, the rest of it has to come out. Now that doesn't mean you can't take out more in years one to nine, but there's going to be a minimum. You can't hold off until years seven, eight, nine, ten. You have to take out a minimum amount. Again, accelerating tax collection by the IRS. So it's kind of, you're subject to two rules. Now, if the decedent who passed the IRA to you had not reached age 72 and had not begun taking the required minimum distribution, then you're just subject to this 10-year rule. You need to get it out within 10 years, but you don't have any requirement in years one to nine as if the person had already started taking it. So that's kind of that new separation of the 10-year rule into two different classes. Again, these are proposed regs. I want everybody to understand that they're out there. Typically, the IRS sends out proposed regs. They go out for, uh, they go out to tax preparers. They go out to the legal community. They want input back. They give a period of time. They get input back. They finalize them and they issue them. But understand that the date of effectiveness is probably going to be back to January 1. Okay. They don't wait. Proposed regs can be considered part of the law, even though they have not been finalized. So this may be something that's important to people who inherit IRAs in 2022. And obviously the year after death, so maybe 2023, they may have this new requirement. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Want to understand that. And the other thing, and, and what I'm talking about relates to IRAs. There are a lot of new rules in the proposed regs that relate to 403Bs, 401Ks, and, and, and pension and profit sharing plans, similar to making distributions. And plans may have to change their wording, giving people the option of the 10-year rule or this lifetime, depending on whether the plan participant had been receiving their required minimum distributions or not. So there's a lot of new changes coming always, and just be aware if you inherit retirement plan assets or IRAs, you understand those rules. The last thing they're talking about is uh, the IRS has proposed that the surviving spouse as a beneficiary of an account inherited from a decedent who was born after July 1st, 1949. In other words, they would have been 70 and a half after January 1, 2020. The old rule, had they lived, they will not be required to take IRMDs until the year the decedent would have turned 72. So if I'm a spouse, I have two options. I can roll that retirement plan into my IRA. But if I'm older, that would mean that I have to start taking my required minimum distributions and all of it. What this is saying is that I can take my spouse's IRA, keep it as a inherited IRA, and I don't have to take RMDs until my deceased spouse would have turned age 72. And again, they have to be born after July 1st, 1949. But if the surviving spouse dies before the year in which the original owner would have turned 72, the spouse's beneficiary. So let's say I set this up and I set it up as inherited IRA as the surviving spouse and I don't have to take it until my spouse would have turned 72. If I pass away before having to take that money, the surviving, my beneficiaries of the IRA now, because it's now my IRA, my beneficiaries will be treated as inheriting it directly from the original owner. And now they have a 10-year rule, right? Because 
that person hadn't turned 72 yet. So a lot of complications in death, second death. We got to just be careful. We understand where these came from. So it's really important when we inherit IRAs and then we pass them on to the next generation that everybody knows where these things came from, whose they were originally, when that person passed away, what their age was. So that really says you really need to work with an advisor, a CPA, an accountant, a financial planner to really understand the rules when you inherit and don't just assume or roll things over without really understanding those rules. So I want everybody, last point I'll make is these are proposed. They have not been finalized, but a lot of the things in it will probably move forward based on the IRS's interpretation of what Congress meant when they passed Secure Act 1.0. Please stay tuned because we did know that Secure Act 2.0 has been passed by the House of Representatives and it's still stuck in the Senate at this point. We don't know what's going to happen. There's talk about extending out that RMD age to 75, which would change all this stuff I just talked about in Secure Act 1.0. So I hope this was somewhat helpful. In effect, understand that there's a lot of proposed regs and not just what you read about in the 10-year rule as being the standard policy. Uh, have a good day and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.